Good morning, I'm Jason Perry. And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw. Welcome to ASL's HR in 10. At 10. And what we're aiming to do is really give you in a snapshot of 10 minutes, a quick rundown of what's happened in the HR world in relation to COVID over the last week. Hello, Kimberly. Welcome to HR in 10. Lovely to see you, Jason. Looking forward to it. Well, it's been an eventful week, hasn't it? Just a bit. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at this where, um, I think it was only about two and a half weeks ago, where Rishi Sunak stood up and said, the end of furlough, we're replacing it with JSS, the job support scheme. Yes, it reminds me of the loss of a monarch. Long, the furlough scheme is dead. Long live the furlough scheme. Absolutely. I was describing JSS as son of furlough. Um, and essentially, I mean, it, it was a very similar system, but just not as generous. In the first version of JSS, which most people, I mean, I've been talking to many clients over the past couple of days who really didn't know it had changed. But the first version was they had to work 33% of their normal hours the government would pay 33% of the wages for the unworked hours, the employer would pay 33%, and the employee would take a 33% hit. Yes, although this version of furlough takes us right back to the beginning and is easier on employers than it has been over August and September, where they have had to make more of a contribution. Oh, much. And I mean, what did happen, and the bit lots of people missed was only, I think it was only about a week ago, might be a week and a half, but the Chancellor stood up again and revisited furlough after, I think, a lot of input from Andy Burnham and the likes, um, and changed it so an employer only had to pay 5% of the wages towards JSS. And we were all looking at that as great, mm. right up until Saturday evening. Yes. <laughs> well, at least now, employers only have to pay NIC and pension contributions. Absolutely. much easier for businesses to survive. Yeah. I, I think I've probably described it as it's a bit like we jumped in a time machine and we've flown back to August. Because where, where we really are, in the original furlough that came in in March, April, the employer didn't have to pay anything. And from when flexible furlough came in on the 1st of August the employer just had to pay the national insurance contributions and the pensions. And we're right back to that point. Yes, we are. There's a slight difference, I think, also in that um, any employee who is on the payroll and was on the payroll on the 31st of October and it was part of a, a, an RTI submission to HMRC, they are eligible. Anyone that has joined since the 31st of March is going to be eligible. Yes, and that, that's a big point of it covers people who were previously excluded. There's another big thing that's changed because as we were all expecting to go into the world of JSS, um, we were at the point where people who weren't working at all had to return to work. And a lot of employers had spent a considerable time planning how to bring those people back, how many hours they do. And with the reintroduction of furlough, I'm assuming that people don't have to work at all again for the next month. They can get 80% of their pay for, I would say, enjoying their garden, but it's not quite the right weather now. Yes, well, in fact, they should be actively encouraged not to do any work. I know the uh, companies 
that have been looked at in the first round who you know might come into a bit of a problem because they have had people doing work albeit inadvertently yes yes one of the uh, big areas of interest for me is really looking at what happened at the beginning of this week obviously we're here talking about this on thursday but um you know we we know at this point this has passed through the house but when Boris announces at that uh, rather delayed press conference on Saturday evening, it was rather an intention of what would happen. And until it passed through the House of Commons, it wasn't law. And we had this rather bizarre situation where people who thought their staff were going to be on JSS from Monday when they returned to work, actually JSS probably wouldn't exist, but they wouldn't know till Wednesday, till the vote. Yes, horse, uh, horse and carts comes to mind definitely there. Also, just talking about the change back to JSS, I'm really feeling for all those employers who have done all the documentation, got everybody ready to go onto JSS, and now potentially need to do new documentation to put them back onto furlough. Obviously, if they had a an ongoing furlough leave agreement, which didn't have an end date, they're fine, but some had an end date of the 31st of October. Also, there'll be people that haven't been on furlough yet who now need to be put on it. So huge amount of work to be done by employers at the moment. There there is indeed. I'm I'm very grateful. And uh, and I, I have to say, I didn't expect this to go on this long, and it's therefore more by luck than judgment. But uh, very grateful that our documentation um, has a lovely clause in that says um, when the furlough scheme ends, you know, whenever that might be. It's, yeah, but um, it, it's interesting because I don't think there's any degree of certainty now over when the end date might be either. No, I mean, obviously, when they launched, they said the 2nd of December, but in the days following, it's a lot of people have been predicting that it will continue beyond Christmas. And I think that's absolutely right. I can't see that things are going to you know, get back to normal again quickly enough. Yeah, I, I think the big thing is um, the intention can be really clear and we can believe they don't intend it to run beyond that early December date. But we equally know only three days before they didn't intend to do a lockdown. So I think we have to approach this. And do you know, I believe that. I think we have to approach this whole thing over it's the world of an unknown. And you and I remember in those early days in March, April, when we were doing our weekly COVID forum, Um, It really was make it up as you go along because we were responding to the rules faster than the politicians and civil servants were writing them. Um, I think making it up as best we possibly could given the information available. Uh, Yes, that was a a stressful time for many. I I think it really brings in the point, the reason to have a good HR person on side though, because for somebody who this isn't their day job, it's quite a tough challenge to know where the uh, right line of best practice falls to put it into place. Absolutely. So many don't know that they need to get agreement for this uh, in writing from their employees. Just basic stuff like that uh, can be very lacking. 
I mean, obviously, you know, as you know, Jason, we've got all those documents, mm. templates, letters uh, available if, if clients need help yes. with it. But yes. there'll be a lot of people that just don't know what to do. Yes, yes. It's, a le- it's easy when you have that expertise. And I guess one of the other really interesting things that I'm looking at with this is the area of redundancies. Because one of the big differences between furlough and JSS is many employers have I'm not sure enjoyed is the right word, but had the benefit of, during furlough, being able to use the furlough period as a redundancy notice period. And one of the explicit rules in the job support scheme was you could no longer do that. You and I talked about that only last week on our HR forum. Um, But as we move back into a period of furlough, I can't help wondering whether there might be a, uh, a little rush to redundancy of those organisations who now are aware they've got this window to use as redundancy notice that is financed and they wouldn't have had that in JSS. Mm. Yes, I think you're right. I'm also hoping that it means that there might not be the volume of redundancies that people in our world have been expecting. But it also begs the question of what about all the people that have just been made redundant, were made redundant as of the 31st of October, What can they come back onto the job, onto furlough as we did at the beginning of furlough, at the beginning of the year? Mm. Lots of questions still to be answered by the government. You, you raise a really interesting point, but HR in 10... Um, has about 20 seconds left, so I'm not sure we have time to cover that. But I think there's a big thing of where an employer has issued those redundancy notices and committed to it. It's very hard to undo that. Yes, it is. Yeah. But, Kimberly, we're about out of time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Welcome. Always a pleasure, likewise, Jason. And we shall see you again next week for uh, the next HR in 10. We will. Goodbye. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.